As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This is Spoke, the all-new and exclusive podcast series with me, Chidera, a.k.a. The Slumflower. And me, Sully Breaks, poet, writer, spoken word, artist, etc., etc. Where we discuss issues at the heart of youth culture and how music and literature are shaping the conversation. Artists such as Eminem, Jay-Z and Chance the Rapper are undeniable icons of their industry. Each have the unique ability to speak to their fans by telling their story through their lyrics. However, at some point in their careers, each of these rappers has used homophobic slurs in their songs. And they're not alone. As a society, the language we use to discuss LGBTQ people is seriously problematic. Artists who take the brave step to come out run the risk of being abused, pigeonholed or sidelined by their peers and fans. Music in particular, hip-hop and rap has always been an outlet for those who've been oppressed and marginalised. It's a chance to come together and celebrate identity and expression. So why is the same opportunity not given to those from the LGBTQ community? However, with artists such as Oli Alexander, Tyler the Creator and Lady Leisha speaking out about their sexuality, are times finally changing? And can our generation be the one to create a platform for LGBTQ artists to tell their story? In this episode, we discuss sexuality and how it affects your identity as an artist. I'm really fascinated by this conversation that we're going to have. Yeah, I'm interested myself as well. I think the landscape of entertainment is changing so, so much, especially in light of people finally revealing their true selves and being given room to embrace and express themselves. And that's evident from the little things like Kalani being able to that's true. write a love song and she's referring to a woman and boldly using the pronouns her and referring to this woman that she's in love with on the song Honey, which I really, really love. And I, I think haven't even heard the song, to be honest. It's a beautiful but, song. Yeah, but I like Kalani, though. She's cool. Man. She's like wonderful. Yeah, yeah. She's wonderful. And I think she's that... She's actually expecting a baby, right? Yeah, she's yeah, got she a little is, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know what? Even the conversation surrounding that has been... Really, really sticky because what's the what's the conversation? Well, Kalani, to my knowledge, um, identifies as bisexual. Yeah. Um, and obviously she's got a baby coming, but people assumed that because she's made a song about women and she has had romantic encounters with women that people are aware of, that for some reason it's strange that she's pregnant. You know that leads into the conversation of like bi erasure, which I'm sure we'll get into later on in this really awesome discussion, but. 
yeah, I'm really curious to learn from our two wonderful guests who... Me too. We are very, very blessed to be we in the presence of. We are welcome to present. <laughs> we, we are welcome to present to the stage, you know, right now. The way we do this, this is like we do the grand entrance, in it? So you guys, when we want you to introduce yourself, we don't want... No, no downplaying. Yeah. None of that. You know that. what I'm saying? It's like grand entrance, you know what I mean? This is your Oscar moment, you know. Thank God, thank your mum, everybody, you know what I'm saying? But just say what you got to say. So first, who would like to introduce himself first? To the left. Emily wants to go first. Oh, to the right. <laughs> to the right. We She's have. First, so do you know what? Yeah, first, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it before you say it. Yeah, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> Emily K has like written a song for like Beyonce. Just so you know, like just, a bit just, mad. Just casually. Casually. As you do. Casually as you do. He's worked for it. He's earned it. All of it. You deserve absolutely all of it. Do you want to introduce yourself before I just keep on going? Because I can go on forever. <laughs> Hi everyone. Oh, um, yeah, okay, yes. okay. Right. <laughs> it came with a tone boy. It came through, <laughs> with, a, came with a right. phone voice boy. Okay. <laughs> Hi everyone. I'm I'm Evan EK. Um I just turned 24. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And yeah, I'm a singer, I'm a songwriter, I'm a producer. Um and I'm an out gay black man and this is my story. No, <laughs> but yeah, recently released a very new project, haven't you? Yes, I released my debut album, Language, in September. Jeez. Yeah. Cold. It's cold. There's bruv. many bangers on there. So Thank many. You very much. So many. Like it's the not second, skippable. Yeah, the second tune. What's the second tune? I'm really bad with titles. The track. Is it the one where Correct. she gets where she gets where she gets? I love Emily telephone name as well. Wrong. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> the first. That's Wait, the intro. Like what, what, what do you mean gets a name wrong? Is it narrative? So, the so, intro of the album, I talk about how people like get my name wrong. Oh, okay. Is it M neck? My neck. It's M N E K. And then it goes into co- the next song, but the next yeah. one is my favorite. Oh, correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah, great tune. Well, Wonderful. And to the left, we have the delightful, amazing. She's wearing the most beautiful orangish red with matching nails, turtleneck. We got Hattie Collins. Do you Hi. want to introduce yourself and tell us about the wonderful work you've been doing? Real in legend in the team. I have That's also, right. I've also written for Beyonce. Cheers! <laughs> in my dreams last night. Aww. Great dream. No, I've not written for Beyonce. Nowhere near. Um, I guess, yeah, I'm a journalist, author. Wrote a book a couple of years ago called This Is Grime with one of your guests that was on a few few weeks ago, Olivia Rose, took the pictures. Oh, yeah. Oh, dream collab. Yeah, dream, yeah. dream team. Um, and yeah, I've just, over the years, I've written for everybody from, uh, oh, it's gone blank. I you do. You've got so Guardian. many uh, Rewind, no, don't forget trying. Rewind. The, well, the, big, that was the, the, the main years was Rewind. Yeah, was Rewind culture. was the springboard for a lot yeah. of my career, actually. I have to always show love to Rewind because actually that was, yeah. It, pretty much put me on the path to where I am now. Um, gave me loads of opportunities. So, yeah. Throughout the years I've been about, here and there. I know oh. you tried to, in the earlier stages of your career, you tried to, you wanted to write for NME, right? And That's they, exactly right, yeah, yeah. And they didn't. They weren't interested. They weren't on it. Ser- it's mad. Where's the NME now? About- oh, mad. Mad team. doesn't exist. Just mad. I called that straight with it. I'm catching bare straight. There's blood splattering everywhere. The enemy is a wonderful magazine. It's still going. I actually, I actually did write for them. For, uh, I ended up doing like a roll deep review and a Kanye West review. I remember and something else. Can't remember. Yeah, I, I wrote to them when I when I was first starting out. I was like, I want to be a journalist. I want to write. And they were like, You don't have the right voice. You need to develop who you are as a writer. Which they had a, a good point. So I went off and did that and cut my teeth elsewhere. And then years later, I ended up doing the, the odd little bit for them. But yeah, they don't exist anymore. So <sighs> online, they do. Mic drop. But mad. <laughs> mad. <laughs> It's all a bit mad, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for that wonderful introduction, and thank you for oh, being here. I'm so us. excited to get into the conversation. I'm going to start with you and EK about 
And this is even to do with your recent um, album that you've released, which I need to just say again, is absolutely incredible. Thank you. And I feel like you should have made me listen to the album but, before. Yeah. I, I yeah, you know that you meme? Should've... You know the meme? Have you seen that meme of like this weird looking um, character and he's holding a gun to like his friend's head? Yeah, his yeah, friend yeah. is like a soft toy and it's like, there's a TV screen. That's me and you right now. We're holding <laughs> the gun to him. Like, listen, listen to language. I'll definitely, 100%. To I'm going to download it on my Spotify. 100%. Stream language. 150%. I need you to. Thank you. 150%. <laughs> It's important and like sonically you did bits. Like you did bits. Yeah, Everything, but he's been doing bits. bits. That's not a surprise but though. That's he did not segments. That... He did amounts. Like he was, right, cool. he was doing lots. And I appreciate that. I appreciate it highly. But <laughs> what you. I want to really get into is because I saw um how people were responding to when you released it and I think it's really, really necessary that you discussed it and it, it really sheds light on a much larger discussion about the support that we have for black gay men in music and the lack of that to begin with. And I feel like, because when I saw when I saw how people were speaking to you and how people were responding to i got to take some responsibility. I mean, because I will say this. I think when it came down to, like, me, I guess, discussing it and me, like, getting in my bag about it and stuff, like, I... You want to be easy on us? Well, <laughs> no, listen, <laughs> nah, nah, here's the thing, nah, right? y'all don't deserve no, no easy. No, I'll tell you this for free, right? As a result of me going down, I guess, uncharted territory, a lot of the ways I articulate how I feel about certain things are going to be quite clumsy. And so I, I can even attest to that. It was very much, like, in the moment... Um, and just like I guess a bit frustrated, and but at the same time it does open up a conversation because I, mm-hmm. I do I do believe that there is a conversation to be had about there's so much segregation everywhere. You know I'm I'm a dual minority. Not only am I a black man in a white world, I'm a black gay man in a white world. So if uh, I have to now think about how I'm perceived by the black community and how I'm perceived by the gay community. I don't know how to coexist yeah. yet. Not to say yeah. it's impossible, but I'm learning. You yeah. know what I mean? Especially as a visible recording artist that hasn't had like a template on how do you do how do you be a black gay pop musician? But the thing <laughs> is, as much as as much as you, you've taken accountability on your part, I still feel like just because and I, and this is the thing, I feel that when you're in a position where you are a dual minority, like you said, that it's not your responsibility or job to articulately and nicely tell people that they have a responsibility and I come from a group where I'm a, I'm a straight like cis black woman and mm. I have a responsibility as well to make sure that you and your counterparts are looked out for and if that means me saying hey everyone like let's stream like la- let's stream language let's listen to this music let's make sure that this gets as much support as um someone like maybe Stormzy would get because I remember when um GSAP came out and everyone's like, let's stream it and stream it and stream it until like it breaks. And like that support and that community showing up, right. I wish that happened for this because the project is a much larger conversation about your experience and it's an experience that isn't documented or recorded enough. So no. we still have a responsibility and I feel like on the other side of the community, it was handled badly. It was handled terribly, not by you, by the people, but by the people that you were trying to address. Like I was seeing it all happening and I just felt like this is not fair at all. It's not just about you. It's a much larger discussion yeah. that needs to be had, and I just wish I just wish I could get that into the minds of everyone because you don't deserve to be in that position at all. I appreciate it. Yeah, there's there's truth in that. I guess it isn't my responsibility, but I guess at the same time, it's just 
how do you communicate that? Yeah. I've always been doing this. I've always been writing and producing for other people, and that's just what I've always done in music. But then it's different because, you know, I'm with guys in my music videos. I'm wearing makeup for my music videos. I'm mm-hmm. doing, you know, all of the flamboyant stuff I wish I was able to be told it was okay to do Yeah. Uh, as a kid. Uh, but then it's all good and well me doing that and having, living yeah. my best life. But then also, uh, <laughs> at the same time, I have to... I shouldn't, but then there's all the people and how they perceive it. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you're sort of like a little like on your own somewhat in who you in who you are as a black gay male pop star in this country? Yes, in this country because I feel mm-hmm. like you know Ollie Alexander. Like I had, Ollie's my Ollie's one of my good friends. In, yeah, oh. we had and we had a chat where he was. T- um, we both kind of um, identified with this, like as okay, he's a gay cis male, white male, mm. and myself as a gay white cis female we have no idea how much more privilege that we have access to and he's he through his conversations with you that's what he's realized mm. and that's when i sort of when i've been thinking about that and you know in what, the things that you said i just sort of feel like wow it feels like you're so connected to so many massive big people and you have this incredible career but do you ever feel quite out there on your own a little that's bit interesting point yeah yeah of course I because I mean, but then it's, some of it is self-inflicted, but then a lot of it is just down to the nature. No, of just, I don't want to no, believe say, that. I, I say self-inflicted in the sense that I'm so aware that what I'm doing, I have to be able to communicate what I have to say quite exclusively mm-hmm. because I've collaborated with some people. Your identity is not self-inflicted. No, no, not my identity. You know I mean? Not my, not because my identity. How people are choosing to respond to you. Like you don't even have much of a choice. You're still you're still othered anyway. Do you know what I mean? Of course, I'm not saying my identity is self inflicted. It's more so the way I go about it and expressing you know, yourself, expressing it's myself. Like it's all a learning curve, me, isn't it? Yeah, like me expressing myself and me being what I want to be. Who do you look is, to as an example? Of who's done this before? Yeah. How do you follow? Like it's as, a, it's as a result of not George wa- or it's as a result of not wanting to fit in anyway. Yeah, and yeah. so like okay, if, if I, I'll be on my own if I'm if not trying to fit if that's in. Required, yeah, you know what I mean. But at By the same time, it would be nice if everyone listened. But it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Like, in yeah. time. Yeah. In yeah. time. You've still done important work. I'm never going to stop gushing uh, and raving about hundred. Can you think, can, I mean, done. for me, like, I just can't imagine. <clears throat> like, I remember I did Emonico's biog, like, five years ago or something. Long time. How long times wasn't We've known, bear in mind, we've known each other for about ten, ten years. years. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's a long so time. Known, oh, wow. I've known Hayes since I've first got in the industry. He was 14 and I was like, I don't know if I could be talking to 14-year-olds on Instagram, <laughs> on MySpace without getting arrested. Is this like an arrest moment? I don't want to... <laughs> That's when he had the high top. You had yeah, the, the high top. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, it was yeah. definitely... Yeah, okay, yeah, I remember and the glasses. Yeah. A long and time the ago, right? with the He'd be Stop. Skyping me and I'd be like, I'm literally going to get arrested right now for <laughs> inappropriate chat on the internet. But um, but yeah, for me to look like all of the all of the issues that I've had coming out as like a white, cis, female, gay, whatever, I, I forget all the different pronouns, but uh, from, with all that stuff, like I think, God, it's, you know, it's been hard for me. I've, I'm still on quite a sort of, it's been quite fractured for me. I'm quite, I'm on a sort of, a, you know, journey that shifts and moves quite a lot over the years. And then I look at you and I just think, man, you are so brave. Like you had to put, carry a huge weight on your shoulders mm-hmm. and I feel like you've done that alone and it's great that you've got people like Ollie and I think Ollie's amazing um, but it's hard because Ollie I guess is, could look to sort of well what did Sam Smith do what did Boy George do what did uh, Jimmy Somerville build? you know there's 30 40 years of, of gay white men that they can look to in entertainment you know for you I think I think it's hard you're carving a path and so I understand what you're saying you're trying to I'm trying to figure out how I express myself through my writing or in everyday life doing podcasts like this but for you it's kind of 24-7 and I think it's very admirable I think you know yeah, you might get it 
I don't want to say the word wrong, but you might not always express yourself in the way that you want to. Yeah. Like you'll figure it yeah. out as you go, you yeah. know? Yeah. What was the turning point for you? Like you're saying, we've seen a shift in society to be like, okay, you can champion who you are, you can champion sexuality for both of you. Was there like a specific moment that you remember was like, okay, this is the shift, this is where I'm, I, I know who I am and what how I'm going to represent who I am. Because even, even for me as an artist, even if it's not in terms of like, just in terms of like, okay, I'm I'm happy to champion where I'm from or where you know what I mean. That kind of shift. Is there any time that you guys can identify and you want us to share? Maybe. I think mine's still ongoing because I'm sort of known as like a music journalist or like in some respects like a grime journalist or whatever. That's kind of what people sort of know me for. So, I think I'm still I'm still working out and and that's like doing things like this. Like I think the last couple of years, like when I was at ID magazine. Um, I did a talk at school. I, I can't remember what the school was now, but it was this young um, young girl that I got in touch with me. who was like fifteen or sixteen, and I went and spoke to the LGBT class, and it just like it blew me away. And I just it was one of the best things I've ever done. Like I've interviewed X Y Z people. I've done this. I've done that. Blah 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 blah. It kind of compelled in comparison. So, like, you, you, so when you say you went to spoke to the LGBT, they class. had a, they had a. What's it called? Like a uh, it's like, like a, citizenship and like PSH. Yeah, I don't know. Then I went to school many years ago. <laughs> yeah, Who knows? Yeah. I, times have changed since I was at school. But yeah, they had this whole. Well, it was like, a, like an after-school thing, and um, all the kids were there just sort of wanting to know. I, I just blew me away seeing all these young people, and as someone that was significantly older than than talking to them about my experiences, it just it just really meant something. And I know that sounds a bit cliche or whatever, but I just it just really made me think a lot more about how I want to sort of I suppose use my my identity as a writer or whatever to to talk more about sexuality um, mm. so yeah it's been it's been I mean I'm old but like for me this has been the last couple of years really I'm trying to sort of push out of being like the music writer uh, or an editor or whatever to to do someone that is talking more about sexuality and how you figure how you navigate the world as a gay person and um, yeah it's ongoing it's an ongoing thing for me Interesting. Yourself? For me, um, I my one was I had a a, a speech at uh, the Attitude Awards. Mm. Um, What's the Attitude Awards? I'm not familiar with Attitude Awards. Um, so. Attitude is a gay uh, publication, and it was an awards. It was an award show a couple years ago, and um, I'd won, I guess, like the music award for that year. Um, and I guess really, I, it was the first time I ever really got to just like talk about everything that I've been going through. And at the time, it was really about like my parents were my parents were okay with me being gay. They're actually they 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 are accepting of it and they understand it. But I think they struggled to grapple with it for me being on the, in the public eye. Oh, okay, because and, you know what and mean? your parents. What's your heritage from? I'm Nigerian. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so uh, yeah, so both. I get it. So. Mm-hmm. Both Ibo, gang, gang, gang. Both Ibo. Okay, then yeah. And yeah, and I guess like it was just a conversation about, you know, my dad was like, keep your private life private. And it's like <laughs> my private life wouldn't be would would not be private if it was with a girl. But right. that's exactly, yeah. nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> Points were made. <laughs> I mean, and so I I talked about it because it was a case of like he'd seen it in a newspaper and I talked about that and I said that it's just an ongoing thing. I really wanted to reiterate in the speech that it's something that I'm, it's not like I'm suddenly out of the gates, you know what I mean? I'm constantly figuring this out and it's a long journey. Um, And I got so many responses from, uh, I met someone that I, even the, tr- the train station. Like, I, <laughs> I got out of the tube and then the girl was like, listen, we watched your Attitude Awards speech. Like, and my nephew, who you just came out, like, he was so, like, touched by it and he complete, completely was so happy to feel represented. 
And it gave me, and around that time, I was still kind of conceptualizing what the album was. And I think that gave me so much more like um, engine fire to like go all out with it yeah. and actually be unapologetic basically. be unapologetic yeah. and Deep really like and just test it and try it out and see how far I could go and just being like the ultimate you know uh, black gay pop star mm. and really have expensive videos and fun dance performances and uh, really go for it and actually give something aspirational and, and have a fun time as well so, I yeah. want to write a big gay film next. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you know that Love, Simon that was kind of dead but kind of great that it existed? Like, it, it wasn't a great film, but I was like, I want to write the lesbian version of that and make, like, three milli quid. That's I what love I that, want three milli quid. Yeah, roughly, approx. <laughs> That's, That's my next plan. What's your item, by the way, Hattie? My item... Um, is the DVD, um, I don't know if you're allowed a DVD, but I'm going to the DVD box set of The L Word. Wow. And the reason I'm cho- choosing, choosing that is because, like I was saying earlier, my, my kind of, I've come in, I've gone out, I've come in, I've gone, I've gone in and out of the closet so many times I've lost track. I'm very much out now. How'd you go back Wait, in? Yeah, that's what <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's you're a mystery like, to I me. I was just joking. It's a mystery, yeah. I sort of, here I am. I don't even know. It's a long and boring story. Well, it's probably not boring, but it's a, it's a long and complicated story. But um, but for the last 10, 15 years, I've been very much out. Maybe 10 years. Um, and I think that was kind of sparked by watching the whole of the L word. Oh, I felt like finally I saw lesbians, gay women that I could, I mean, this is such a cliche thing to say, but like I could relate to. I was like, oh, obviously it was fictional. Um, but it was just like all these women in, in LA living their absolute best lives, having the most amazing time. And I was like, oh, it's okay. Like, there was just a possibility for me. I just saw that. And I'd had relationships and stuff before. I don't know. I, I can't really define exactly what it was, but it just allowed me to feel very free. And it gave me a freedom to just move in the world in a very different way. So it wasn't like the, the TV's, like the best TV show ever, but it was like, for me, the best TV show ever. If you know what I mean. I hear that. You hear me? Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. What about you, Monique? What item did you bring? <laughs> See, I feel bad because my gifts aren't as, I guess, physical as that. That's all right. Tactile. I, I, <laughs> I brought a couple messages. Oh. Because, like, my thing was, like, uh, it was mentioned that you could bring, like, a tweet yeah. or a message it, yeah, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Okay, so I have two sides of a coin. Okay. All right, I really wanted to bring this forward to you guys. Yes, please. All right, I'll start with the negative and end on the positive. Okay, go for yeah, it. Yeah, cool. All right. So I won't say the tweeter's name. Okay. Um, if you need to call him out, feel free, though, innit? Listen, I've been... We're ready to ride out. We're giving no actually riding out. Listen, this is Scorpio season, but sometimes chill. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. It says, I'm going to be real with myself and admit the reason why I still haven't attempted to listen to m and is because of internalised homophobia. Oh, wow. So, but then, okay, I'm going to flip it and say this is a message from a kid um, who lives in the UK, a black gay kid. And Wait, so can we discuss the first message? We can, first, we can discuss it. Yeah, I've got some no, to say. Okay, we can, oh. okay. All right. <laughs> no, no, hold on. No, we're all trying to write that. Like, who, <laughs> nah, what do you mean? No, no, not even. I'm actually just being gentle because I feel like is there an appreciation for them being honest? Because I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Like, yes. the first time I found out um, Frank Ocean was gay, like, you know what I mean? When he, came, when he came out, that blew my mind because I was trying to, like... Because obviously he's the first kind of openly gay, like, black kind of artist that I, I've listened to. Mm-hmm. So the first time I found out he was gay, it blew my mind because I was trying to understand, like... 
Oh, and it's, it's ignorance, but it was like, so if I'm listening to him, does that make me gay? Because he, when he's singing about um, guys, I'm like, cool with singing, do you understand what I'm saying? So obviously, because I come from a background whereby like I, I wasn't entirely exposed to like people of different sexuality and stuff, my first thing was like, wow, like, how am I going to still listen to Frank if he's talking about men? You get what I'm saying? So I feel like, and obviously I've grown and I've matured and I'm like, you know what, he's doing his thing and the songs are banging, do you understand what I'm saying? But obviously, if that person is saying that, is that kind of like, is there an appreciation for you saying, at least they're being honest about how they feel and they're coming to come their face in that? Or is it just like, that's completely wrong? Because I feel like with everybody, and me myself as well, coming from an Af- African religious background, whatever, mm. you have to kind of mature into your understanding of other people's like lives and their sexualities. You get what I'm saying? Uh... I mean, hey. I mean, you don't I don't have to agree with me. Feel free to say yes. it's bullshit. I don't, I will, I, I'm not going to be offended all, at all. Okay. Feel free. All I'll say is, is that tweeting about being complicit is void. That's a good point. <laughs> I, I, mean, I wouldn't tweet it. 100%. I would never have tweeted it. Yeah. I think the positive thing that I would take from that and from what Sully's saying is that... It, the honesty is appreciated, the, the acknowledgement of, like... What it is? The thought process and, like, him saying... Whoever I'm doing it to him, saying... Mm. He, yeah, it's not positive, but there are. Yeah. So, I'm sort of. I'm it's seeing really a glimmer. Complex, I know what you mean. The, a glimmer of something. It's like if if it's not the same, but like in the trans conversation, like trying to as we navigate through that conversation. And well, I'm certainly not saying that I'm transphobic at all, but I'm trying to think of a, a sort of sort of similarity. But where it's like you, you're going to get things wrong sometimes, and that's yeah. like f- the very far end of the spectrum. That's not even mm. you know it's beyond that. But I don't know. I'm just trying to say there's some. I know what you mean. Ownership of something there, mm. which you know yeah. isn't cool. It's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. I just wish that... Because the thing is, like, it's one thing being able to recognise something in yourself, but once you recognise it, you now have the responsibility to take action. So what there's a, there's a sense of cognitive dissonance there in that person where they're intelligent and self-aware enough to say, this no is the fear. Is. Yeah. yeah, like, this is my fear. But then it's like... So you're aware that the fear exists, but you're not going to do anything about, about it. it. Like, yeah. it just feels like you're being a prick. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not good enough. That's not good enough. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> So what's the positive aspect of this coin? Okay, all right. <laughs> I, don't want to go on. I think we should just agree he's a prick. <laughs> okay, listen, that's that one. But here's another message from someone else. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to get both sides of like just the kind yeah, of messaging I that I see. Um, I've this kid. His I'll say his name. His name's Curtis. Okay. Because he was saying something really nice. Okay. He says, "I've been a fan for about four years and literally screamed when I got tickets to see you perform. Your music speaks volumes." Um, crazy world spoke out to me, especially being a gay black guy who struggled with acceptance uh, from my family. Um, through all the madness yesterday, I shed a little tear hearing the line, less her and more him. Yeah. Aww. So. Yes, Curtis. But then, you know, when you, that's the thing, like, I, I could, I could spend my day, like, reading the messages from, like, anything mm. like all the negative things do you get things. worse than that do you get really I mean do you get anything horrible or not I've had nasty messages okay. like on my YouTube videos and like yeah, things yeah. like that but it's like for all the years that we've all been online I reckon that a lot of us have built some type of like Isn't intelligence it? and like kind of a, a guard against that yeah, to know yeah to know like okay this is someone who just isn't well. You you have like <laughs> honestly for real though. Because you think about yeah. You look at you look at the tweet that they're, they're tweeting or the or whatever they're messaging, and you're like, see when you're doing like this is what they're doing while they're tweeting this. Mm-hmm. They're like, in their underwear. Yeah. Do you have, you've Sometimes you got to click on that. <laughs> you know, you just woken the up from sleep pic, and you yeah. got the dry spit. They've still got that on there, but they have a brush and they're doing that. Eight a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Like, I'm not the problem in your because life. Because we know that we're not the type of people to be like... No, 
commenting on YouTube videos talking like, about uh, starting fights <laughs> and like trying to start shit. Like that's not. We don't have time for that. Yeah, we have things to do. Maybe we need to start trolling like straight people or something. Maybe we should like, what is this man and woman? Get away from my kids. God what made Adam, to... Adam and Eve, Adam and Steve, Adam, Adam and Eve, yes. yes. yeah. bastard. <laughs> 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 but no, on, okay, so like, yeah, what I'm saying is that, um, yeah, it's like, the, one side is definitely what we're talking about, how there are yeah. some people who are very, uh, I guess resistant, because my... Out of fear. My album cover has me being held by a man. So it's like, it's I'm not running away from it. And so I... You know, I do recognize that there will be some people who are uncomfortable with it, but I think in the part in when I was talking about you know in the tweets in the past, yeah. the assumption was that I said all straight men. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, the thing all is, straight you black to, men. Do you know what? Do you know what, Anika? Yeah, you don't like when you're referring to like a group who have a reputation for being violent. You don't ever have to be like, oh, I'm aware that there are some good ones because the thing is, the good ones aren't enough. Because if they, if that really is the case, then they will be putting that energy, not in telling you that they're nice, but in holding their homophobic counterparts accountable. So it's just not good enough if you are not actively doing anything to support people who aren't straight. And that means like either showing up for them, streaming their work, or um, buying tickets to their shows, or offering them support via DM or in public, or whatever you can do to... Um, contribute peace to their life then you are taking part in the violence therefore you deserve to be put in the box of all and if you don't like it then start doing the work on yourself not spending that time trying to silence someone who's saying hey your foot is on my neck and it really really hurts that's not fair on you and you should never be in a position where you feel like you need to like nah it's not on I'm not mm. trying to hear it the nails on <laughs> yeah, the head yeah. boy <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we've kind of discussed and it's like you guys were kind of had a quick discussion about race and you're talking about like how people perceive you differently yeah. depending mm-hmm. on your sexuality race. So what about when it comes to gender, if that is ever correct saying? Yeah, as a woman yeah. as well. I mean, not only yeah. my white, but as, as a gay woman, obviously, you know, it's easier being white. It's easier being a lesbian because, yeah, you know, like I've told a lot of MCs, uh, you know, I write a lot about grime. I've told a lot of MCs. You know, this is my girlfriend. If it's appropriate, not appropriate. If it's relevant at the time, if I have a girlfriend, or like if it comes into conversation. So, and I've never had anyone be like, "What?" You know, there's never been any issue. People have always been super, super cool with that. So, and that's potentially, and I, and I, and I'm sure that there's been conversations. I don't recall any directly, but I'm sure there's been conversations when they're like, "Yeah, no, it's cool if you, you know, like two girls is hot." Like, it's, you know, and you get the obviously yeah. the old age old like, "Do you want?" a any boy to join in. Yes, it's exactly what I wanted. Thank you so much for asking. Thank yeah, join finally. in and provide us with just some snacks. Just, yeah. Um, help Crisps. us refluff our pillows. Yeah. That's it. That would be perfect. <laughs> but yeah, so there, there is that being, you know, being a woman, being a gay woman, that, you know, it is quote unquote easier, which isn't to say it's easy, but it is easier. Because hmm. what you're saying is interesting. Please continue. I say this because I find mm-hmm. that I've been in similar settings, like grime settings or like, you know. Oh, I'm sure it's been very different. It's, um. Well, no. I kind of go back to like that, like secondary school part of myself where I just kind of like edit myself or I try to just like, I, I just automatically dilute it for some reason. Mm-hmm. This is what I mean. What do you I, mean? What do you mean? I, I guess this is what I mean when I say like I'm like, it's an everyday process. Of course, like I'm here, like I'm very much aware of myself and I'm very much com- comfortable. But I think it's like 
you know, you go to school every day and you say, okay, and now I'm going to be this version of myself, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and you and uh, and you read you read the rooms like violently. You make sure that you're trying to be the best person you can be for whatever room. And I think definitely when I was in school, there were times where like, I'd really try to um, suppress even any thought of me being like into boys or. Um, flamboyant or camp or anything like that. Obviously, when whatever situation I'm going into, I've got these nails. I am the way I am. Very sassy. For those who cannot whatever. see, M&EK has got glittery gold Because <laughs> it nails. was my birthday yesterday and I oh, said... Oh, happy, happy birthday! birthday. You didn't say that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you said you turned 24. 24. You didn't I just turned 24. Yeah, we didn't say it was your birthday yesterday, Scorpio bro. season. It is Scorpio season. Right. Oh so it's my time to be bitchy and yeah, mad and, and go crazy. Yeah. But like, <laughs> I'm suppressing myself, guys. <laughs> so... But yeah, I mean, it's just a classic thing. Sometimes you feel the need to just edit yourself. I know I definitely I felt in, in some cases, like, around, like, the Stormzy campaign. But mm. this is obviously not even to even just, like, do with him or how he, uncomfortable he made me feel about anything. It was just, like, you just go back to how you felt in, in secondary school. Yeah. It's, it's, I've been, like, I've been... I think another thing that was kind of interesting for me was that with some of the boys, I think when they realised I was gay, they were like, oh, she's not trying to get with me. And actually... They managed to make it about themselves. <laughs> I mean, know, of course. In every aspect. And then they would be like, you want to... Like, you can hang out because you're... Yeah, it's not about... It's not it's about... Not. Yeah, it's nuts. But it's worked in my favour. Like, a potential... Maybe I've got more access to stuff, you know what I mean? Because they're... The yeah, threat... The girls feel comfortable around gone. you now. Yeah, she's, she's, well, yeah. yeah she's not, <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's, there's that. Uh... It, like you say, it's, it makes it about them. It makes it about themselves. So, so that's interesting. Obviously, me as a straight male, I'm just this first time I'm really having like an intimate conversation of this yeah. nature. So, do you feel like? Because for me, if you walked, if someone walks into a room and they're gay, I'm at a point where like, like honestly, it's like, what's you in it? What's that got to do with me? Do you understand what I'm saying? Of course. So, but you, so do you honestly feel like? Obviously, I'm not. I'm not saying honestly, but is that the feeling when you walk into a room? You feel like, like, say for instance, if I walk into a room and maybe there's just all white people in it, all of a sudden I'm thinking, okay, I need to kind of like, I want to be myself, but I need to kind of check how I act. Is that, of the kind of jokes is, you make or fuck. Yeah, is that, it's, it's extremely similar. You know what I mean? It's like, it's both are very similar. Like mm. when you're going into situations where... Is that even amongst your own you community? You know what I used to yeah. yeah. well, In some in cases. In the black community, there'll be, there'll be instances. In some well, cases, because, you know, it's just like... In the past, I would try and slip into the fact that I was gay. Like, say if I went to a Hindu with a bunch of girls I didn't know that were all pretty much straight, I would try and slip in that I was gay so that if there was any jokes made later on about lesbians, it would be less awkward. Oh, shit. Like, that would be just, it, it, like, as a, as a low-key, in the back of my mind, there would be stuff like that that I would do. You just blew you my know, mind. It's just you honestly just blew my mind. Just, yeah. It's the mind, you know... Mi- why is your mind blowing? Because I, I have a, I have a, there's a, I have a friend that I know, and every situation, like, whenever you're in a new situation, he often, he, he'll, like, preempt and he'll say the fact that he's gay, even if it's not entirely relevant. But I didn't know it was oh. kind of, like, a secure... That's I, you what, know, for me, I was really always important. like, why is it's, it's why changed. Because, like, now like it's, if you, if you yeah. need someone to just assume it or whatever... Because, like, people always also try other things. Like, I've ha- I've been oh, in situations where I've been in, like, very straight settings and, like, a, maybe someone has sensed that I'm gay and they say, oh, are you looking for any girls in here? Oh. And it's just like, relax. I'm not... That's not, that's not what I'm going to do right now. I'm gay. Go over it, please. Like... It's, it's classic. Yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely like there's, I think it's changed me. Like before, it would be it would be because I was gonna try and avoid any like awkward circumstances. Yeah. Now it's more just like, what is it now? Like I, it's I'm much less conscious of like actively telling people, but it's much more that I 
I guess I just want it. You just want it out there. It's just like this is who I am. Like so, and I'm kind of pr- I'm kind of proud of it. So, it's more. I guess it's changed as as I've changed over the years. My I guess my arrival of my gayness is much more uh, coming from a place of pride rather than like fear or like you know what? trying to prevent an awkward situation. Mm. That's interesting. I have a question for you both. What's your What's your higher purpose in the work that you're doing? Oh, that's too deep. Yeah, chidi man, you just flipped it. You just dissing the people on Twitter. You saying say they don't cream their elbows, and now you just went into philosophy I about life. Like, I said they don't scrub their bum because they're having to like homophobia. They think it makes them gay to scrub their bum. That's what, what I said. I mean, the people that are homophobic, who are, yeah, are homophobic, not to worry about scrubbing their bum <laughs> in the future. That would be good. Yeah, for real. Um, <laughs> I say honestly, I think the higher purpose in my career. I mean. Obviously, I get to make music for a living and, like, music is my first love. Uh, and so I, I get to do that. That's totally fine. If I can help the next out gay black boy feel comfortable enough to do the things I'm doing as far as making records for people, telling their own stories, becoming executives, becoming, you know, opening up that conversation and open up that possibility like I'd love I'd love to be a part of that history and a part of that you know uh, you know just I'd, I want to be one of the ones that get to do that and then influence the next person so is your is your music would you say it's in a sense protest music would you say if you looked at it on a deep level <laughs> No, no, you don't. Oh do you understand God. what I'm saying? I mean, saying? protest music sounds. Not as sound vexed. You know what I'm saying? No, but if you look, if you look at the term, like, if you just look at it. Yeah, exactly. It's pop, you know. That's what I find beautiful yeah. about protest music. Not when you ca- anger, yeah, like. when you categorize well, it in one way, it's kind of like, yeah, let's, like, what is war, all that kind of stuff. But I'm saying, if you're yeah. outwardly championing a cause that you feel like it's under un, under discussed or people are underrepresented, then essentially, is that not you? I'd say I'm the protest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I'm yeah. the protest, and everything I do within the protest is an accessory to the protest. Because I, like, mm-hmm. I feel like when I listen to language, it doesn't feel like I'm listening to anything that's like, Protesty or no. or that's like no, but you I think know, the term, but it's no, not it's very in the term. I think like like <laughs> um, what's it called inadvertently because yeah, everything you're saying that you're trying to achieve. Of course, it's, it's radical. It's very existence is radical. Yeah, it's to radical. Choose to show up as you are in a world that tells yeah, you, you don't exactly. you don't belong here. But yeah. yeah, I just feel like why language is so important as well is because you are showing the multifaceted life of a gay black man. Like you, you're just living your life and each song represents like a different facet of you just being free-spirited and that in itself, whether you choose to embody that or not, is radical because the world tells you you're not supposed to be here and you're like, I'm here and my nails are painted. Yeah. Come fight me. <laughs> Come fight. <laughs> Come Literally. and fight. Because we can't square up. <laughs> these weren't chip because it's shellac. So... <laughs> it's true, these are shellac. Yeah. These weren't chip. So like... Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. For real, they are shellac. <laughs> Feel that, no crack whatsoever. <laughs> oh my goodness. Do you know what your high purpose? Oh, I was hoping I'd get away with not having to answer that. Nah, um, not on here, boy. Do you know what? I think it's to it's just to help the advancement and the um visibility of anyone that considers themselves other. So if I can uh, I know you guys talked about this with Olivia a little bit when she was on the show, um, and it's something that I'm thinking about a lot, but it's a whole other story. But, like, if it's me helping to shine a spotlight on the music I love, which tends to be made mostly by, in the sense of grime, young black males, 
uh, if I can sort of help in sort of shining a spotlight on that, if it's if like anyone needs my help, but like, or if it's talking about trans rights or or gay rights, then you know that's that's I suppose something that I that I would be very proud of doing, or I'd be happy to do. So, um, I guess it's yeah, it's the furthering of anyone that kind of feels other because I I felt like other, and I think that's why I love grime so much because although I wasn't from anywhere near that sort of life, I felt as a gay woman like other all the time I felt kind of different yeah and that's why I love grime so much because it also felt very other and outcast and outside society so that's where I I guess I relate with it so yeah in the future if I can bring that to the world and and like as a writer shine a light on on other then that's something that I will be quite pleased with and I also want to write a film and like you know win an Oscar and like you know like, have you guys watched the Quincy documentary? Yeah, dope. Uh, no, dope. need to. You need to. Guy's got a legacy, Netflix? man. Legacy. Serious. Legacy's yeah. too deep, Isn't man. he, like, yeah. properly a G? Bro, this yeah, could be you. Deep, man. This, There's no reason why you cannot be Quincy. You've already got Beyonce on, on your way. roster, bro. You're yeah. on your way. There's a lot to do. Nah, you started already. I am 24. There's a lot. There's so much to do. Can you imagine you at 14? I've got to be dead. And then I can say it all. Right. Now, now, okay, what have you done? Like, you be, but to be the gay Quincy Jones, how much better is that? That's even better than being Quincy. Sounds fun. <laughs> Can't lie. <laughs> that has been such an incredible conversation. But before we wrap, what we do on the show is that we always ask every single person in the room to say what they've learned. Because as much as it's, you know, it's great to have all these discussions and to really express yourself and vent and get it all out it's also really key that we all recognise that we're all on the same level and that what's the point in having these these discussions if we aren't learning from each other? So yes. I guess I'll start with myself on mm. what I've learnt. Um, I've learnt... I've learnt from MNEK. I've learnt from you um, the importance of... Like, if you're going to tell your story, then you might as well, like, tell it loud. Um, when, especially when you know, like, the environment that you exist in doesn't want you here. So the fact that, like, even the little detail you said about how your um, cover art has you being held by a man, that's really key. That's really important. That's you really, really loudly telling your story. You're using every possible opportunity to be like, I'm here, I'm bold, I'm going to be loud as hell, and I'm going to speak my truth. And I think just seeing that really, really constantly inspires me to do the same with myself as well and be and be bold in all my layers and recognise that, again, people like me as well, like a black woman who's loud, not supposed to exist, I'm going to be very, very loud in every capacity possible. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Your turn, Sully. What have you learned? Um, <laughs> It'll give you time to figure out what you've learned. <laughs> no, I think it's been very interesting. I think maybe I've learned not from myself, but I've learned more about myself just talking to you guys in the sense where, like, you kind of get to this place in the world where you, you 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 feel like because you've come to a certain space, you feel like the whole world is still, everyone's come to that place in the world. You know what I mean? Mm. I just because you've come to understand something, you assume, oh, the whole world's progressive. It's not that much of a big deal. So if I have a conversation with a friend or someone who's gay, I never even talk to them about being gay. So inadvertently, you never continue educating yourself mm. around, you know what I mean? So some of the things you guys just said to me, I'm like... I kind of should have known that, do you understand? But it's kind of like, oh, cool, like, it's not a big deal to me, so why why, why, why is it that everyone else would still care? But like you said, there's still kind of, like, little, like, microaggressions and kind of mm. things that you, you still face on a day-to-day that I guess, like, 
I'm still ignorant of in a way, do you get what I'm saying? So it was kind of like a self-learning about myself where I thought, oh, right, like, I've got to this point where, like, you know, like, I'm aware and I've learned stuff, but there's still, Way there's, there's still, go. basically, you still need to have more conversations, you know what I mean? And sometimes uncomfortable conversations, but that's how you learn, do you get what I'm saying? So yes. I think, I think that, that's maybe for me, yeah. What have I learned? I think I have learned that there are people who are still willing to learn, you know what I mean? And there's still people who are willing to listen to everyone's stories and everyone's perspective on life and not shut it down and be like, oh, you're lying. Like, you don't really go through that. Like, from you, like, you're, you're literally, you know, hearing what me and how you're saying what we've been through in our experiences that don't mirror yours entirely. Um, and you take it in and you're like, you're, you're looking, you're asking yourself the questions. Like, as we were talking, I was seeing you, like, <laughs> yeah. literally be, like, you're, like, deep in it. Like, actually deep in it and being like, ah. Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, you put me on something. No, talk. no really. So, like, I, I appreciate that. The fact, because there's a lot of people out there who wouldn't and would just cut you off. So, I've learned that there are people willing to listen. I think mm. I knew this, but it was very good to be reminded. And that was what you were saying to Dara about... Um, the violence and and how you can be complicit by not um, engaging, and I think I need to be reminded that you know whether it comes to trans rights or, or or race or you know how many different things in the world that we need to be thinking more about. And I think as a friend, like you were just saying, Sully, I think like, I I haven't worked out how to raise this, but sometimes as a, as a, some of my friends who are straight can say the craziest things to me, mm. like. Do these shoes make me look lesbian? <laughs> wow! Right? Wait, I'm gonna start with that. I'm like, what do lesbian crepes look like? That's what I'm saying. Lesbian crepes. That's actually crepes. the truth. I need to know. Like, I actually what? need to know. <laughs> this is what I mean. I'm saying, and as, and like, how do you? What do you say to that? I mean, I was like, babe, I think. You need a. I mean, I don't even. I don't know what I said, but like, I don't think you need to worry about shoes making. Just wear a stiletto and go. <laughs> Take those dot lines off. It's it's crazy, and I. So a, I'm trying to figure out how I respond to people in when I get those kind of micro crazy, just just people that are just thoughtless. Mm. Um, but also for myself, like in situations that I'm in where I'm trying to figure out how I can be better. And and I and talk to my friends that might be different, like maybe a, a black gay male. Or, you know, whatever, like, I'm trying to... I think it's really important for all of us to remember, regardless of, like, who we are or how we identify or whatever, that it's, you just need to, you need to think constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's a great point for us to conclude on, guys. Really, really appreciate both of you. Really appreciate your insight and appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you for You're having so us. You're so welcome. It's been a pleasure. I'm, I'm going to take so my lesbian much. creps with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Skip God. Skip out the room. Stomp out the room. <laughs> Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.